Hi, I'm Dana Stevens, Slate's movie critic, and I'm here with a Slate spoiler special on Pirates of the Caribbean 3 at World's End. And uh, I'm here talking with Slate contributing writer Brian Curtis. Hello, Brian. Hi, Dana. And we sat through all 168 minutes of Pirates 3 the other night. Oh, boy, um, did we. Staggered out. We actually <laughs> cut out the closing credits, which I later learned was a mistake because there's a spoiler at the end of the credits. Oh, we no. Have to talk about later. But um, let's let's just jump in in medias race. I'm not even going to make you try to summarize the story of this incredibly long and utterly incomprehensible movie. Let's just start spoiling. Okay. So I think one of the things we should sort of get straight for everybody is who is alive in this movie and who is dead? Because that was sort of a big question, right? At the cliffhanger right. at the end of the second movie. So Johnny Depp, Captain Jack Sparrow, is alive. He was, we saw him swallowed by this Gorgon-like creature from the deep at the end of the second movie. But it turns out he is sort of alive in this purgatory. Yeah, my question was going to be, after we talk about who's alive and who's dead, is what is it to be alive and be dead in the pirate's world? Because the sort of status, the metaphysical status, or what what you call it, ontological, physical status of Johnny Depp's character at the beginning of the movie is completely unclear to me. He's actually on this island that's called Davy Jones' Locker, ultimately, and sometimes it's called the Land of the Dead, right? Right. Which... To your surprise, you expect in the, you know, the, the world of Pirates of the Caribbean art direction where everything's very gloomy and heavy and Baroque and dripping with barnacles and whatnot, that he's going to be underwater in some scary place. In fact, he's on this beautiful, white, tropical island. Yes. All uh, alone. Barren island, we should say, without trees or anything like that, right? if memory serves. The big white sand. It looks a little bit like the, the, the white space in the Matrix. He sort of oh, seems yeah. to be in some sort of weird zone that's sort of neither here nor there. I mean, I would argue that he's actually dead at the beginning of the movie, but then... Okay. But then the film uh, is very washed out. It's always very, you know, it's very different, as you say, in a color scheme from the palette from the And rest he's of in the a movie. freaky headspace, that's for sure. What's he doing when we first see he him? He is talking to other Captain Jack Sparrows. Yeah, he's multiple. in a he's in a being John Malkovich kind of sort headspace. of yeah, right. He's yeah, right. But um I guess at that point then the characters come to rescue him from this space and he is rendered alive. Right. So we think for the rest of the movie. And we should mention that one of those characters that comes to rescue him is Jeffrey Rush playing this pirate named Barbosa, who was dead at the end of the first movie, then was brought back to life by this sorceress lady at the end of the second movie, just for five seconds at the end of the movie, and is now totally alive, apparently. For Pirates 3. Right. Am I getting that right? Yeah, I mean, I can't help it here. I just have to jump in before we even <laughs> we even t- tick down any more dead and alive characters and just say, so what is the deal with being dead in this universe? I mean, I can't right. help it. The reader of myth uh, in me is completely bothered by this because the idea is supposed to be if you go to a place called the land of the dead at the other end of the world to save someone from being dead and bring them back to life, you have to go through some kind of mission or struggle or at least magic spell. It just seemed very odd to me that essentially if you just get in a boat and go to this place, you can... <laughs> Grab the person back from the dead. I mean, what's going on? Right, with you it? can't keep a good pirate down. I don't and know and Barbosa's yeah. death seems reversible just by the voodoo witch saying, "Like, hey, could you be alive again? Do you mind?" Right, right. That's true. And also, I would add that Davy Jones, who is the big villain in the last two movies, seems to be sort of unkillable in a way. Like, you have to stab him in the heart to kill him, but if you kill him by conventional means, he's just fine. That and seems to be true of all the cursed, right? That was true of the cursed skeleton pirates in the first film. And it's true of the fish <laughs> gang, the Flying Dutchman gang in the second film. There's these groups of people that are cursed and thus unkillable. Right. Which, to me, I mean, if you're really going to be a stickler about the logic, makes the fight scenes, the battle scenes with these creatures completely uninteresting. I mean, they're stabbing yeah. someone who can't die. It's slightly unsatisfying if one of the people in a great sword fight can't actually be killed. That's something that occasionally comes up in the pirates um, in in the lore as well. Like There's a moment, I believe, in the first movie where it's got to be the first movie because Barbosa's alive. Barbosa gets out a gun 
to prove that the curse has not been lifted yet and shoots one of the guys. It's one of the two comic mm-hmm. dudes. You know, there's Mackenzie Crook, the very skinny, yes. sort of funny pirate, and then there's like his squat friend. And the squat guy gets shot in the chest and looks around and says, oh, I'm still alive. Avast, the curse has not yet been lifted. Right. right? I mean, right. that one moment alone would seem to zero out a lot of the suspense <laughs> of the entire franchise. But all right, moving along. So fair enough to say that the pirate, any dead pirate, it's very, you should be very suspicious seeing this movie if any pirate is actually killed because he will most likely be alive in the next reel. Right. Is so the cliffhangers are not exactly, I mean, it makes it makes the cliffhangers sort of fun. It's like one of those old those old Hollywood serials where they almost, you know, would forget whether a character was dead or alive <laughs> right. at the end of the last Conveniently sort clip. of bring him back sort of if necessary. We should, should we say what happens at the end of this movie? Because the plot of this is almost incomprehensible. I think if we even if we just explain what happened in this movie, we'd be here for another two hours. So should we just say what happens at the end, kind of spoil the end Yeah, of as the long movie? as we're spoiling. There's quite a few things to spoil at okay. the end of the movie. Okay, so the two main killable characters, Jack and Elizabeth, <laughs> played by, by Orlando. I like that play, category. And Kira Knightley, yes, that category. They turn out to get married at the end of the movie on a pirate ship under sort of strange circumstances. And then Jack has to by sort of complicated means, has to take over for Davy Jones as this kind of River Sticks pirate guy who transports all the dead people back to this purgatory land that we referred right. to earlier. And in the process, his heart is cut out of him. And he has to do this for... Wait, wait, you, you're, talking, you're talking about uh, Will Turner, Orlando Bloom's yes, character, uh, not Jack. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, Will Turner, yes, 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 yes. And he's in the killable category. But in fact, not, because they cut his heart out and then they have to put him, and then he becomes Davy Jones, transporting these dead Right. Essentially, dead what happens to Will at the end is that he joins the cursed and ghostly pirate gang in some way. He stops being this mortal guy that could actually spend a normal life with Keira Knightley's character and becomes a guy on the cursed ship. Right. And, and to me, once again, I start to frantically ask, is he alive? Is he dead? What's the situation? And and really why does he know. not at least look worse? When we see him pop up out of the ocean, <laughs> his heart has been cut out. He's taken over the crew of the, the haunted ship. Everybody else in the ship looks like crap and is covered in barnacles. But he's Orlando Bloom, so right. he has to remain, except for his jagged chest scar, just sort of his manly, rosy self. Right. Barbosa, the pirate played by Jeffrey Rush, ends up the movie alive and well, sailing off on the Black Pearl to find the Fountain of Youth, if right. I remember correctly. But then Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp's character, uh, it turns out through his usual chicanery, has cut out the key part of the map to the Fountain of Youth and is sailing off himself to find it on a slightly smaller ship, like a little dinghy or something, right? sailing off into the sunset. So that's what happens to the two of them. Which to me is virtually a guarantee. Do you agree that there's going to be a fourth movie? I mean, this is sort oh. of posing itself as the end of the, the trilogy. <laughs> it was filmed simultaneously with the second movie, which you know would give it this sort of Lord of the Rings, like the, the circle has come, right. has been completed sort of feel. But between the fact that there's two competing groups sailing off to find the Fountain of Youth mm-hmm. and... The end of credit spoiler, which I will now tell you about, which I know about only from uh, reading tell, secondary me. materials on the movie. Apparently, after the no doubt eternal credit sequence that we just could not stomach after nearly three hours in the movies, plus the fact the screening started late, we were exhausted, we left during the credit sequence. But apparently, at the end of the credits, we pop back and we see that it's 10 years later. If uh-huh. you remember, a curse has been placed on Will Turner. His heart's been cut out of his body, etc. He's taken over the crew of the Flying Dutchman, and he can only see his beloved Elizabeth Keira Knightley every 10 years. Right. So apparently we cut forward 10 years in time and he's seeing her for the second time and they now have a 10-year-old son who's also named wow. Will first, Turner. First time might have been quite yeah, a lot of magic. Yeah, that was quite yeah. a night. <laughs> so um, he was missing a heart but he, he something was in the right Right, right. So there's another Will Turner, a young Will Turner who's 10 years old. Now, given that the first movie began with a child, a child Will Turner being rescued from a pirate ship, I just can't believe that these aren't just 
major hammer on the head kind of hints that they're looking to make another movie. And if this one right. cleans up at the box office as, as it should, I wouldn't be surprised if they've already got you know something going on. If you're stuck in the afterlife for ten years, does that make you a deadbeat dad? I'm just sort of wondering because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it seems like sort of Elizabeth is sort of on her own, isn't it? I mean, you know, that's <laughs> sort of inconvenient. I didn't really realize the whole baby thing. Wow, that's that would pretty... be a great subplot for the fourth movie if there is one where she's chewing him out. Where the hell have you been for his piano recital? <laughs> right, right. You missed every ball game, every <laughs> piano recital. Right, shipping these souls now back you come to purgatory. Back with right, your, your treasure and your loot, right. and you want to win his heart. I see you once every ten years, and you have to make up for lost time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of pressure on. Maybe that'll be the title: Pirates of the Caribbean Four, Deadbeat Dad. Yeah, Deadbeat Dad. I like that. Deadbeat. That's really good. Heartless Dad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and the Gorgon, we should mention that big beastie thing. That yeah, I thought from that the creature deep. was called the Kraken or something. Oh, the Kraken. Like Whoops, I keep calling it. That's I'm mixing up mythology here. But the Kraken <laughs> is dead. They find him sort of in a weird side note. The on giant the, sea on the beast beach. that ate Johnny Depp at the end of the last. Right. Movie. Why in, is he in dead? this movie? They find him on the beach dead. I think that uh, Davy Jones, who we might also mention, also dies in this movie. Davy Jones was ordered to kill him by those weird, evil British guys right. whom I don't even want to talk about their fates because I don't even understand. I <laughs> yeah. couldn't even tell them apart but well, beyond the wigs. You know, I mean, you, just, sort of you a, really lose track of their motives. They're just sort of the general meanies and whatever there is to be mean about is assigned to the British dudes in powdered wigs. Right, right. It was sort of mentioned like, I mean, there was a great scene in this where the pirates are sort of ruining the day that the British East India Company was taking over their waters and everything, you know, sort of, a, sort of one, the, like one sad, like, uh, sort of nod to reality in the whole series that was not Well, I mean, there's sort of a, you know, it's a very quickly aborted, but there's a little bit, I think, of a Bush reference or some sort of current events reference in the early scenes where you have the corporate entity, the British East India Company, declaring essentially martial law in Britain and hanging all the pirates. I mean, there's a little bit of a oh. sense, I think, that the pirates are the subversives, you know, the revolutionaries, the hope for society or whatever, but it's all very quickly lost in the, the vast... <laughs> the vast ocean of right. plot details. That Pick your metaphor. Of. So um, should we meet back for uh, here for Pirates 4 when we can sort all this out and find out what what happens to our beloved heroes in? Pirates 4. Beyond World's End. Beyond World's End. Pirates 4. Deadbeat Dad. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, Brian, for this spoiler special. Thank you, Dana. And for Slate.com, I'm Dana Stevens.